welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts from coast to coast. Yeah! <laughs> I never say that. It feels funny. Uh, it's me, Raylene, and... Me, Ariel. What is up? Oh, well, happy Thanksgiving, Raylene. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Today is Thanksgiving Day, um, but we both celebrated yesterday yes. and had our feasts yesterday, so that's pretty fun. How did your feast go? I am so excited to report that it may have been my favorite Thanksgiving ever. Ooh. It was so fun and beautiful. Okay, so first of all, the weather was perfection. Like, oh, we had lucky. a perfect fall day. Like, not cold, but not warm enough that you couldn't wear a jacket. Like, you had to wear a jacket or a sweater or something, which oh, is so literally jealous. perfect. It was yeah. sunny. And just like a, all of the leaves have changed, turned. They've all turned. <laughs> it's just stunning outside. Secondly, the food was immaculate. My dad has always made the, you know, the turkey feast. And so it's always good. Um, but it just felt like specific, like especially good this time. Um, but the thing that made it really special was that my brother who edits the pod you all know cj cj lives with his roommate his best buddy and um yeah they have another great friend who doesn't live in the same building but like lives near them and so they're all like this little trio this adorable trio cj and his buds um and his buds couldn't go home for thanksgiving this year so they came to my house and i was saying i was like it feels like the most thanksgivingy thanksgiving ever because in movies like the table's always crowded. There's always a lot of cars. There's always in the random driveway. people there. Yeah, there's <laughs> random people. I was like, look at these random people in my home. Um, but it I was so it. much fun because I love those uh, friends of CJ. They're so so nice, um, and it was so fun having them over. It was just so fun. It felt like a movie, like a classic Canadian yeah. Christmas. You know what I mean? I was just like, we're doing it. Yeah. We're doing it. Um, we played awesome. board games. We went on lots of fall walks. Like, it was just mm. so beautiful. Also, um, CJ's friend, Victoria, sh- she has a little dog, a little white <gasps> fluffy dog who came. Oh, my gosh. And we were so, like, conf- we were like, okay, there has never been a dog in our house before, like, yeah. with with Eddie and Doug. Like, Eddie and Doug have never had another dog come into the house. Oh, my god! In all of their 12 years or whatever. Yeah, what's going to happen? <laughs> and it was... Uh, it was kind of hilarious like so many emotions on eddie and doug's side <laughs> so many emotions came out at first it was just like you know them barking a lot and kind of freaking out they're like who the hell mm-hmm. is this there's an an imposter in our home yeah and then they were like you know being friendly and then um they were just like they would go it was so up and down with the moods <laughs> though this this is kind of gross but dogs are gross whatever but like eddie was just kind of like it seemed like Eddie thought that this little white dog Benji he thought that Benji was like a toy or something <laughs> and so he just kind of like liked being around him but kind of on top of him and he yeah, just he's also huge he's huge yes Eddie's huge um and so this is this is where the gross part comes in but like Eddie drooled all over <laughs> Benji's oh, no. neck and and Benji just got soaked. It was yeah. so a wet little dog. gross, but like also oh, so funny. funny. And it was just like, well, of all the reactions 
That's an okay one. It was exacerbated yeah. by the turkey dinner. Like he was just smelling all the turkey and seeing this little dog. He was just he was so excited. It was too much. It was too much. Um, but turkey it, and a new friend. Oh my goodness! I can't handle it. Um, but no, it was it was really really fun and it felt really special and really like like what Thanksgiving is all about, which is just like mm-hmm. eating and love. <laughs> right that's what that's it's all beautiful. about so yeah. it felt really special and uh and yeah i think like i said i think it was my favorite thanksgiving ever just on memory that i can think of at least um especially maybe just kind of contrasted where the with the last few years where every holiday has been the like the quietest version of those mm-hmm. holidays right um yeah. what about you though how did yours go it was also great. Yay! Like I also think it was one of my favorite Thanksgivings. Aww. Like we've had a lot of Thanksgivings in the past that are kind of more like yours where it's like a full table with tons of people and it's right. kind of like over the top and maybe a little bit stressful for me personally. Sure, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. okay, I'd rather just be my like close family. Yeah. And so yesterday it was just like my close family. So there yeah. was like five of us there total. And we showed up a little early and I like helped make the Brussels sprouts and the mashed potatoes. And so it was kind of fun to like participate in yes. the cooking of the meal and then after we were done eating we kind of just like sat down on the couch we're all like satiated and you know feeling plump and then <laughs> we just started like playing this game with an empty water bottle because my brother had just finished drinking a bottle of water mm. and we started just like throwing it around yes. and we did this for like an hour <laughs> <laughs> and it ended up being this hilarious game what are the rules what really what are the what are the rules of the game well, we were all kind of sitting, like, there was four of us sitting in the living room just on assorted chairs. Yeah. And we were just throwing it oh. to each other. Like, yeah, so I would catch. just grab it and throw it. It was, we were just playing catch. But sometimes <laughs> it's hard to catch an empty water bottle because yeah. it's so light. Yeah. And so there was a lot of hilarity of accidentally bouncing it or it bonking someone in the yeah. head or, like, doing a really nice spin. You mm. know, like, there was just a lot of elements <laughs> to this game. And... It was it was just so much fun, and now I'm like I want to play that at every family gathering. <laughs> I think that's so cute, and I think that's yeah. such a perfect example of what we're talking about, where it's like it's just supposed to be about your family being together and kind of being silly and stupid, and like the phones yeah. are down. The phones exactly. Are down. Yeah. We were all so connected to each other. Yeah, in that damn moment. it. Yes, I actually. And it was beautiful. I left my um, phone in my jacket pocket for most of the day, oh. and I also this is a hack for everyone. I wore a dress like over a turtleneck. Not that everyone needs the details of my outfit, <laughs> but I wore a uh, like a my favorite dress for yesterday, and it doesn't have pockets. So mm. I, my dress didn't have pockets either. I, I had the exact same thing. I couldn't have my phone on me. I kind of had to yeah. keep leaving it places. And I was like, this is actually really good. Because otherwise, I always have it in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of there. So that was sort of an interesting hack. You know, it was Yeah, like, mine was just tucked into my purse the whole night. Yeah. And I would like go look at it once in a while. And I'm like, no, nothing's happening. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to look at this. It's <laughs> also kind of cool because it's sort of like everyone that I would usually be anxious to get a text from is here. <laughs> yeah so i'm like i mean how bad can things be uh everyone's here it's true we're all okay um the That's other beautiful. i forgot to mention the other thing that made it feel really special was that it was like the first epic meal in the finished dining room oh yeah right that's awesome that was so big i felt so kind of proud and also just sort of like it's doing it like this yeah. this room was literally built for this it was built for Incredible. a dining experience and we're having yeah. it and then after afterwards we played board games on the table i'm like we're doing Amazing. it's freaking <laughs> happening <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that. So, oh yeah, I also forgot to mention mm. that the weather was horrible for oh. us. It was like 27 degrees, like really oh, warm. Oh my god. Felt like summer. No. Was not good no did not approve of it um I, so that's unfortunate i don't mean to show off Raylian, but i wore a toque <laughs> made me feel really jealous i wore oh. a toque i could wear a toque that's how i was wearing a short sleeve shirt and uh, a skirt and i was really hot that's just that's devastating <laughs> yeah that's just it was not nice <laughs> oh also we made kyle and i made this cake that was called apple pie cake oh my god what's that it even was very mean good um, basically we had to peel and slice up a bunch of apples, yeah. put them at the bottom of a cake pan, yeah. like lots of apples. Yeah. And then we made this batter that actually had applesauce in it as Ooh, well, which okay. was kind of fun. It was just otherwise a normal cake batter. Yeah. And then you just pour it over the top and then bake it. And oh, so, my God. so when you, you have it, it like down. the app, you could, but we didn't. Okay. Yeah. Um, it didn't, it didn't tell us to, so we decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> we had it right side up. Um, but yeah, so it was just like, and there's like cinnamon sugar sprinkled on the apples as well. Oh, so it has a bit of like an apple pie vibe, but is with a cake. easier to make. And it was a cake. Yeah. And then we ate it with ice cream and it was so good. That sounds amazing, actually. We yeah. had this amazing peach dessert that my mom Ooh, makes. Oh, I love peach Have dessert. you Have you tried this one that my mom makes? The peach yes. one? Yes. Just the, like the full peaches like that have peach. been... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Made delicious. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So she does this recipe where it's... I actually don't know the recipe, but it's like um, full-on peaches that she kind of slices in quarters, but not enough that they actually separate off of the peach, just mm -hmm. enough that like the juices and everything can get inside. Um, but she like does that to all of the peaches, puts them in a giant pot with a lot of like sugar and cinnamon and nutmeg and cloves, like yeah. all of the delicious spices. fall spices and then leaves them to simmer for hours. And they just mm -hmm. become like the softest, most tender, most sweet, oh, with it's ice so cream, good. with ice cream. Yeah. Also, I yeah. found lactose-free ice cream. Mm. Do you know about this? Well, I get dairy-free ice cream all the time. Oh, right. You go the full yeah. dairy-free. Yeah. No, that's yeah. that's better. That's better. But I understand that vibe, too. The, the lactose-free worked. I will just say for my lactose intolerance <laughs> friends, I didn't have a stomachache afterwards. It worked. <laughs> it worked. Like magic. <laughs> it's just like magic. <laughs> um... Oh, well, I'm glad. I'm glad we both had such lovely, happy little family Thanksgivings. That's so mm -hmm. that's so nice. The other update I needed to do for the pod was to let everyone know that I am doing. I'm in my next bookbinding course. Oh, yep. I registered. Are you like super advanced expert now? So, well, here's what's really interesting. If if you'll allow me a tangent, um, yes, please. So. I, the first bookbinding course that I ever took went really well, and it it was a beginner's one, and I was, mm -hmm. like, very glad for it. After, I think the second one I took might have been an intermediate one. I don't remember now if I've done three or four. I feel like maybe I've only done I feel done like you've done three. Three. I think this is my third one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then, okay, I so, so I think I went from the beginner-ish one straight into an advanced one. And so the last one I took was like a proper advanced course where over the over the month, all we did was make one book. And there oh, were three yeah. hour sessions once a week, but it was so intense and like advanced that it was just like, mm -hmm. we're really making a book here. It wasn't just yeah. like simple bindings and stuff. Um, and so this time I'm taking basically a beginner's course again. And I'm a little bit like, ooh, okay. I think I should only be taking advanced courses now because I feel like yeah. bookbinding is not that difficult 
if I'm being honest with you, right? Like it's not. Yeah, like once you learn the skills. Yes, it's, like, it's sort okay, of like knitting. It's simple. Once you know how to yeah. knit, knitting isn't difficult. The thing that makes it difficult is just taking on more and more advanced projects. Mm-hmm. You just have to choose complicated projects. The actual skill of knitting is repetitive it's very, very simple easy. straightforward yeah. right yeah. it's the it's that that's a perfect um analogy like bookbinding the actual basics of it are pretty simple you're folding paper you're uh threading thread so it's like yeah. kind of like yeah this is pretty simple but you've got to get onto advanced topics or projects so these yeah. are kind of more simple projects it's still super fun i love it because i just enjoy like going to these little classes and getting like learning new ch- tips and tricks and also like she the 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 lady who runs these courses her name is Rhonda. she's amazing i'm gonna link her just if people are ever curious to follow a cool book binder um mm. but look i'm writing it down link Rhonda. <laughs> i don't want to forget <laughs> very good um with um she always kind of drops little gems of knowledge right or she'll like mention <laughs> a book that i should buy or she'll say something interesting so it's always like even though the this isn't the hardest class it's still like i'm still learning loads but mm. I've had an epiphany that the next thing I need to do if I truly want to push my book binding, which I do want to do, is just make books at home by myself. Like that is the thing that's going to push me now, I think. Um, However, I will say the course is really cool because it's called Book Binding Around the World. And every (laughs) week for four weeks, we're tackling a different culture's book making. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So the first week was Chinese um, bookbinding and we started there because china invented books they invented paper um that's where it all started baby and so <laughs> <laughs> we're uh we started there which was really cool and i think next week we're doing indian bookbinding and then arabic that'll be really cool oh, wow yeah because i haven't seen any arabic books before and then the final one is american bookbinding which is like oh. they're all different so i'm like this yeah. is very cool and i i do also know that they're gonna get a little harder every week which is good Ooh. as well. So anyway, I'll keep yeah. everyone updated on my bookbinding adventures. Um, it's very exciting. It is exciting. It's really fun. Any other <laughs> interesting things happen to you this week? Mm, no, truly. You Nothing. have, you did, I don't know if it was this week or last week, but you did find out what your Halloween costume is going to be. I feel like the people would like yeah. to know that. I would love to tell everyone, but I have to keep it secret oh. just in case somebody in my office happens to listen <laughs> to this podcast, because basically I'll give you the rundown. Yes. Um, so I work at an office that has like over 100 employees. So there's lots of different departments mm-hmm. and they are obsessed with Halloween at this office. Like they love it. They go all out. Everybody like decorates their desks to fit the theme. That's awesome. Everybody goes full out. And so each department now kind of like fights against each other to have the best (laughs) costumes and decorations and everything. And so the department I'm in is about like 25 people. So it's a fairly large department. And so we had to pick something that we could all kind of participate in and we're all going to have to decorate. So we've picked something very cool. Mm -hmm. I'll talk about it after Halloween because I I still haven't started hunting for my costume, um, but it's going to be very exciting when I do. I'm going to (laughs) start this week and I'm I'm really pumped for it all to start coming together. I did buy myself some color contacts for this costume. That's all I can tell the people. Mm. I can't be wearing glasses and I need brown eyes. So that's what I've done. (laughs) I'm very excited about that. I'm really going nuts on this costume. There's probably a lot of people who were like, just assumed you had brown eyes and just learned that you didn't like because yeah. this is not a video i guess <laughs> it's true i wear glasses and my eyes are blue 
<laughs> the truth it's is true. out. It's a confession. The yeah. truth is out. That's so, so yeah, that's all I can really say right now. But it's pretty cool. And I'll definitely like post photos of my costume once it's happened because it'll be iconic, I think. It will be. I'm like so excited to see it. Um, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. I was about to say something. I was like, no, you know what? Just step away yeah, from the topic. Step keep it, away keep it, keep it from tight, the topic. Keep it inside. <laughs> um, maybe we should shift over to some housekeeping because I know you said we had a couple things we needed to tell the piece. Yes, this is true. So our newest book club poll has completed. Right. So we are going to announce for you guys now what has won. So this was the nonfiction book club that is going to be coming up for the end of the year. And um, I want to say it was a tight race, but it, it really wasn't. There was one clear <laughs> winner. Um, the people clearly wanted to read this, although I can let's do the top three in reverse order. So coming in at third place with 86 votes was Trick Mirror by Gia Tolentino. Mm. And then second place was I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings by oh, Maya Angelou with 126. Okay. Well. So that one was closer, but the winner was over 100 votes higher than oh, wow. second place. Okay. So yeah, people are really excited about this. And so the winner is I Want to Die, But I Want to Eat Tokboki by Beck Sehi. So Incredible. that's the winner. And a few people have messaged us because it's not coming out in the, the U.S. and Canada until November 1st. Right. But do not fear. We are going to give you guys lots of time to mm -hmm. read it. We should have picked a date before we started recording this today, but... We'll pick it next week. It'll be sometime in December, though. Like, you'll have lots of time to read the book. So yeah. do not fear. There will be plenty of time. Um, but, yeah, we will give you guys more details once we have figured them out ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I'll also just say um, in the show notes of this episode, I will link to the book club page because every time we there do a go. book club we have a page on our website that has all the info you might need um mm -hmm. so that will tell you because by the time this episode goes live we will have gotten these details so that will tell you <laughs> what your deadline is you'll have over a month if the book comes out november 1st you'll have way over a month to read it um and also it will link to the discord if you want to join the book club for the discord thing um exactly also the book is available on book depository right now if anybody wants to order it online because it, it is, is available a, it's out in the uk yeah 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 so that's what i did i'm waiting for that huh. yeah so that's pretty exciting i'm very excited to read that book actually it'll be fun to read a memoir all together yeah and then I'm really excited yeah very exciting. And then the other piece of housekeeping we have is we just wanted to give a shout out to our gold foil patrons. Yes. So we mentioned this a long time ago when we set it up, but basically we have a special tier on our Patreon where if people are able to, you know, support us with a little bit of extra money mm -hmm. each month, they're, they're our gold foil high standard. You know, like we give <laughs> them a shout out. We send those people a personalized book recommendation video when they sign up. Yes. So if that's something you're interested in, you can do it even just for the one month just to get yeah. that video. Um, but we have a handful of people who have been supporting us consistently throughout the year. So we just wanted to give a shout out to Allison, Brittany, Chrissy, Christina, Hannah, Luna, Nicole, and Simon. Thank you guys so much for being yeah. part of our gold foil team. So we also do give shout outs to those people in the show notes of every episode. Yes. So if that's something you're interested in, our Patreon is um, Books Unbound 
well, patreon.com slash books unbound. Nailed it. <laughs> so you can check it out there if you are at all interested. Yes. So, I'm glad that you brought that up, Raylene, because it is. Yeah. We have a lot of fun filming those little recommendations for, yes, those, we love it. for those patrons. So basically, if you sign up at that tier, we then, well, Raylene will message you and she'll say, like, <laughs> what uh, are your favorite books? And um, when you let us know, we then film a video trying to recommend you a book we think you might like based on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get a little personalized video. And like Raylene, said listen people if you just want to do it for one month to get it do it i yeah. think that's great we totally understand <laughs> like it's, it also still really helps the podcast out like one month of mm-hmm. that support is awesome um yeah i'm glad you shouted that out ray that's awesome sweet all right well without further ado why don't we talk about some books let's talk about books baby <laughs> Okay. Do you have anything exciting to talk about this week yes i do <laughs> i do indeed um Okay, so first of all, I finished a book, so I'd like to start off by reviewing that, and it is Sketch by Sketch, Along Nova Scotia's South Shore by Emma Fitzgerald. So you will recall, I bought this a few weeks ago at the the Terry uh, Fallis, there it is, the Terry Falls event that I went to. Um, that was at Lunenburg Bound. You guys know I've talked about that bookshop a lot, but I really love that bookshop. And um, I saw this, it was one of the kind of books that was turned out and I saw the cover and I was like, oh, that is so pretty. And Mm -hmm. so I will just do again, a little tangent here. (laughs) Damn it. Just to say. But you do best. (laughs) I hope it is because I do a lot of them. I feel really excited to be living in Nova Scotia. I really love it here. It was a move of necessity, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. um, you know, I've lived in Nova Scotia before and I, I remember really, really loving it. But I was also really loving British Columbia when I was living mm-hmm. there. I've loved, I've lived in five different provinces and I've loved like things about all of them. However, we found ourselves, and by we, I mean my family, we found ourselves in BC. We were loving it. It's, it is the most stunning place, probably on earth, like natural, <laughs> natural wise. It's I love it. so stunning. Um, but I came to this realization where I was like, you know what? I can't afford to live here and not be stressed all the time. I was mm-hmm. like, I've lived in different places of the world and or like specifically of Canada. So I'm like, so I know that you don't have to live constantly being sad that you can't afford to live anywhere and i was like so i was like i think i have to leave here and so i started looking around and i found this house in nova scotia and i was like you know what i think that is going to make for a better quality of life and so my family we had it was epic conversation that we had (laughs) emotions were flying all over the place um it was a really big and difficult decision but ultimately now like two years later I, I know that we're all really glad that we made this decision because mm-hmm. we've all been able to flourish here in a way that is so much calmer. Like it's not good for people to constantly be stressed about housing, right? It's just so stressful. Yeah. And so we were like this and like, you know, just seeing my brother thriving in Halifax and my parents thriving in, in the countryside and just mm-hmm. like everyone's chill. And like, I love my dumb house. It's dumb. It's got big problems, but I love it. And I've loved taking care of it and enjoying it. And so I'm like, there's trades off with everything. So anyway, the reason I say that is because I am trying to lean in. I'm like, listen, Nova Scotia Scotia saved me and I love it here. 
and I'm committing. I want to like integrate. I want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm really like enjoying just trying to learn more about Nova Scotia, read more about it, travel and be like a little bit of a tourist within the province Mm -hmm. and really get to know it. So this was kind of a perfect book for that. So the South Shore is is the south shore oh listen this is another point of controversy (laughs) that i will say i don't agree with the nova scotians on this when Mm. you look at nova scotia on a map it's you know it's like a like a pill shape it's yeah and but it's tilted it's like tilted on its on an axis so it's kind of diagonal shaped yeah 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 but they think that like the (laughs) <laughs> that the west is the north and the north is the east oh, like they've chosen an axis i don't understand and so i still don't actually understand it they're like this is the south shore and this is the north shore and i'm like how is that the north shore it is not the most northern part of nova scotia they're like oh, oh but geez. that's the eastern shore. i'm like i don't i don't understand i don't understand. <laughs> you're being crazy you're being wild right now um but anyway so the south shore is basically like from halifax down to yarmouth that doesn't mean anything to anyone, but if you look it up on a map, <laughs> you'll see it. Um, it's the part that's like the lower part on the Atlantic Ocean. Mm. So um, this illustrator, Emma Fitzgerald, who lives in Halifax um, or maybe in Dartmouth, I forget, but she lives. She is from Nova Scotia. She um, she kind of traveled to all of these little villages, all of these little towns, mm. um, kind of along the South Shore in order to make this book. And so it's sort of a travelogue, but it's mainly like beautiful illustrations of different buildings and different little sight scenes that she saw and then little descriptions. So it's sort of like, this is the town hall of this town and it was built in 1822 and like a fun fact about it. And this is this museum and here you can find this amazing restaurant and they do oysters or whatever. So it's like, (laughs) Um, yeah, so it's kind of more, it's a little bit more fact-based than it is travelogue-based. Yeah. And I think I would have a little bit, like, more enjoyed the book if it had sort of been, like, just Emma Fitzgerald's adventures and a Mm. little bit more of just, like, what she did on those days and how she felt about it. A little bit more personal. I just was kind of what I was craving. But (laughs) it was still beautiful. Her art and illustrations are so, so gorgeous. And you see them all over Nova Scotia. Like um, they're always in gift shops and um, she's, oh, yeah. she does like prints and cards and stuff as well. Oh, um, cool. And so, yeah, I really did enjoy the book. And I think it was like I was like I was saying, it's another great entry into me trying to read more about Nova Scotia and mm-hmm. learn more about different sections of it. Um, yeah. So there you go. So that's my review of sketch that's great. by sketch um another nice. one and also i was really excited to finish it this week because i mentioned it in the end of the year book tag that we did last week remember oh. i was like this is one of the ones i want to finish that's true look at you go so i checked that baby off um the other book i wanted to <laughs> the other book i wanted to talk about is one that i am actively disliking so much <gasps> and that is lapvona by miss otessa moshleg <laughs> Uh-oh. So I'm over halfway through it now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I decided, and I, I was like, this is a radical move, but I'm going to do it. And I've decided to mm-hmm. do the audiobook. Oh. oh okay. And actually, I listened to most of it on the way in and out of Halifax for my nice. uh, bookbinding course, right? So I was Perfect. like, Ariel, don't waste this time. 
you're on the road, just listen exactly. to the audiobook. So, um, yeah, I've been doing that, and I'm, like, scared, but I'll do it again tomorrow night <laughs> when I go to the class. <laughs> it's a little bit of horror show for you yeah. to drive. Yeah, it's kind of befitting of Halloween, isn't it? Um, yeah. So here's what I, I, I'll do, hopefully, a full review next week when I finish it. But mm-hmm. what I'll just say of my current feelings <laughs> is that I think... God, I don't know. If I, I don't think I'll get in trouble. Well, obviously I won't. That's if Otessa Moshbeck is going to listen to this podcast. But yeah, I think that she is such a talented writer. You know, everyone knows how much I loved my year of rest and relaxation. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she is just being grotesque for the sake of being grotesque. Like mm-hmm. so far, I don't see a point to the book. Yeah. I'm yeah. like... You're just being like vulgar, over the top, disturbing for no reason. And I don't like it. I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm not saying that other people don't like it, but I'm not enjoying it. And I, I definitely have a problem with like bodily, um, (laughs) like destruction, like grotesqueness where it's Mm -hmm. just like when we're edging into cannibalism or we're edging into just like things going horribly wrong, like, ah. Yeah. I hate it. I hate, it really stresses me out and it feels really wrong. And so reading about it or listening to it, I'm just like, why are we going down this path? Like, is there a reason? <laughs> is there a reason? Did we need that description? Oh, Tessa? Yeah, there are definitely a couple of moments where I was like, oh, oh my. <laughs> so I kind of want to see basically if she makes a point. Like, Mm. if at the end of this book, I'm like, okay, I sort of get it. I get why it had to be so grotesque. I I see why. Because right now I'm a little bit like, not even that much has happened. And I don't really see, I'm I'm sort of curious. I am still intrigued. Like, like I'm not, okay, I say that I'm hating it. I'm hating that aspect of it. I'm still intrigued by the kind of general thing that's going on here. I'm like, still Mm want to see what happens with the characters and stuff, but. So far, this would be my least favorite of hers. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because Death in Her Hands irritated me as well. This is so interesting. Maybe I... <laughs> I'm like, wait, do I not like Otessa Moshbeck? And I, I know, just, I was like, just thinking that. I'm like, Russian she's pretty much like... Uh, yeah, I feel like other than that book, everything we've read of her so far is quite grotesque or like sexually messed up yeah we talked about that you know she's perverted and like does really weird stuff in her books like homesick for another world is a short story collection that's just full of despair and like horrible things and um so that for me so far is my least favorite of hers but it's like but i like other things that she does so it's like i feel like i really like her and i like that she is kind of edgy but it's like maybe at a certain point she needs to like dial it back a little bit if every single book yes. is just kind of like depressing yeah. and disgusting, Depraved. it gets to a point where it's like, I don't know if I like this anymore. Yeah, it's not really a fun place to hang out for eight mm-hmm. hours or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I kind of forgot and I wanted to re-ask you, would you say that Lapvona is your least favorite of them? Oh, no, definitely not. I, I like thought, Lapvona. Okay, okay. I thought so. I thought you had just said that and I was like, wait, I didn't I didn't. No, Homesick that. for Another World. Oh, is sorry. Gotcha, gotcha. Homesick, yeah, homesick, yeah, yeah, yeah. homesick, 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 homesick um okay so wait do you still put my year in rest of relaxation at the top um this is it's tough because i feel like it's kind of tied with eileen 
Mm. Like, I like those two a lot. I would have to read them both again to be able to choose a favorite. Yeah. Although I probably would put my year of rest and relaxation at the top because I just really enjoyed that one. Yeah. And then I would say Lapvona would be number three. Like, okay. out of all the ones I've read, Lapvona is definitely up there. Okay. 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 Yeah. okay. We'll see. We'll see what the <laughs> hell crazy, but... My mind might change. <laughs> I might feel like it's all making sense to me next week. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you? What books do you want to talk about? Yeah, so I finished reading Tender is the Flesh, oh, which cool. is my kind of messed up cannibal book for the week. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, I ended up like, it was just fine. Because I kind of wanted more answers, I guess, because this book is kind of like, it would be an interesting thought experiment where it's like, does this seem like something that could actually happen? You know, like if by, for some reason people couldn't eat meat anymore, right. would they start eating humans or would they all just become vegetarians? Like, that's the question that I had. It's like, would this really happen? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like there wasn't enough of like an argument for like, this is why it would happen. Oh, um, yeah. Like it didn't convince me. And so that was kind of like in the back of my head the whole time. Like, I want to understand why this would happen. Because mm-hmm. I would I personally don't think that it would. Like, I don't no. think humans are quite there yet, you know? <laughs> it's like, there are other ways. Especially, I mean, obviously, now we have so many, like, fake meat products. I was going to that... say that. I was like, what year is it set in? Because could we not just have fake breakfast sausage? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there are other ways to do this, people. Um, so, yeah, I just feel like it could have been a stronger book if it had kind of made more sense i guess to me but as just like a horror book it was very well done because it is very spooky and it is very scary and Mm. gross and like it's just an ugly an ugly little world that these people exist in so as a horror book it was interesting but as like something beyond that it didn't really do it for me so it was like a three out of five kind of vibe okay i liked it but i didn't love it good cover um yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> and now I am reading another spooky, thrillery kind of book called In the Miso Soup by Ryu Murakami. <laughs> so this one, I, I recently read another book by Ryu Murakami. That was Audition. Um, I watched the movie, too. I guess I'll talk about that in the tub. Um, <laughs> in the tub. That in sounds tub. so weird. In our special show, The Movie Tub. I'm not going to go <laughs> into the tub to talk about it. Um, but, yeah, so that one didn't really, like... It wasn't as scary and like kind of gory as I thought it would be. But this book, I have been warned by one of my friends that has read this book that it's like really messed up. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm getting kind of hyped up and scared for it. But yeah, this book is basically about a young man who is, he lives in Japan, he's Japanese, and he, there's a, a guy from America comes out and he wants him to like, he hires him to kind of show him around Japan and show him like the seedy under life, underbelly of Japan, of Tokyo, essentially. Mm. Like he wants to see um, perverted things. Let's just say he's a a perverted American. And uh, throughout the book, (laughs) the main character starts to suspect that he might be a murderer as well. Like he starts to get all these clues and like a young girl died just like a couple of days previously. And things just are starting to kind of line up in his head. Like maybe this guy is the one that did it. And so he's trying to like figure out if it is while he's like hanging out with him all night long. So it's kind of spooky and it's like, I'm scared, but like, I know that there's going to be some, some body horror later on as well. So I'm also scared for that. Yeah. So I have that coming towards me, but (laughs) we'll see. This may be the book that breaks my spooky season reading. Maybe I'll need to just read something beautiful after this. (laughs) 
<laughs> we'll see. I'm not too sure. Um, did you buy any books or is that everything you had to talk about? I did buy two books, but they haven't come in the mail yet. And oh, okay. so I don't want to haul them until I can hold them up and show the people in the photos. <laughs> oh, my God. Good Lord. <laughs> Pardon me. I'm yawning. She's sneezing. It's a hot, hot mess. But I think if that's all we have for, for our book stuff. Well, oh, wait. I, I bought some books. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. <laughs> this is why I wanted to ask. <laughs> so right. um, September on. went really well. I didn't buy any books in September. And this all just like worked out beautifully. I don't feel bad about buying these books at all because it worked out really great. Yeah. So it all started with I went to the thrift store a couple of days ago. I was trying to find some books to give to my friend for her birthday. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'll just see what they have. Found lots of great books for oh. my friend, which is awesome. And then I also found for myself The Invisible Life of Addie oh, LaRue by V.E. Schwab. Nice, shiny hardcover. Got it for a couple of bucks. So I was like, okay, I'll give this one a try. This is a book that I've been kind of unsure if I wanted to read or not because I've been very hit or miss with V.E. Schwab. Yeah. Um, but I love one of her books. Like, I love Vicious, so I know that it's in there. You know, I've got the capability to love her books. So I want to give it a try because it does sound like a really cool book. Right. And so I picked that one up. And then I got a call from my local used bookstore, and they had an amazing find for me they found a used copy of fairy tale by stephen king which just came out last month wait what it's like brand new (laughs) and this one is in perfect condition like somebody clearly bought it read it and just wanted to get rid of it which was so lucky for for me um well the book is regularly priced at 40 dollars, so the used copy was 20 and i have store credit at this (gasps) place so it cost me 10 bucks oh my god oh my god (laughs) isn't that cool that is cool yeah so I just had to buy it. Yeah. So I, I got that and that felt like a very, very solid find for me as well. And then a book that I pre-ordered at oh. the beginning of the year just came out. And that is Celeste Ng's new book, Our Missing Hearts. Yeah. How do you feel about that cover? Uh, I don't love it. Me neither. I, it also has the Reese's Book Club thing yeah. stuck. Per, like it's on the yeah, dust jacket. It's part of the shame. design, which is a shame. So yeah, this is it's not my favorite cover wise. Well, because I I'm feel like um, Little Fires Everywhere, that cover is <sighs> a, a 10 out of 10. Cover. That's a 10 yeah, out of I 10 love that cover. cover. So for this to then be the next cover, I'm sort of like, well, I don't know about that. It's a little disappointing, but we'll see. <laughs> what is that one about? Um, I don't really know. I just bought it because it's Celeste Ng. Yeah. Um, Let's see. God, she'd love to hear a, that. She'd be like, yeah. I don't care. It was by Celeste. <laughs> exactly. I've loved her two books, so she just, I'll buy anything at this point. Um, but it says on the inside here that it's a deeply suspenseful and heartrending novel about the unbreakable love between a mother and child in a society consumed by fear. That sounds oh about my. right. That, that could describe any of her books. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm just scanning the description here. The main character is a 12-year-old. Mm. Her name is Bird. Oh, is that why there's feathers on the front? Okay. Mm. It's all coming um, again. It turns out this is the best cover that's ever been made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is actually incredible. Um, oh, interesting. It says he lives with his father, a former linguist. So I'm like, wait, where does the mother-daughter... Oh, I know. It says a mother and child. It doesn't say mother-daughter. Okay. Interesting. I'm like, I don't know anything about this book wow so yeah that, that's all i can f- yeah you know it's about <laughs> it's a, a father of- and and a son but also a mother question mark <laughs> I'll, I'll give a better description when i start reading the book and actually understand what's happening that's that's perfect 
I think we yeah. really nailed that book call segment. I, I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible at like summing up books that I haven't read yet. Cause it's like, but I don't really know what it's about. That's Even true. if I read the description, it's like, do I really know? No. Um, but yeah, I think as far as talking about books, we did a good job. We did our yeah. best. And um, do we have any book news? have a little bit not a lot not a lot okay. i am um, usually what happens is just like over the week i will encounter news right mm. like people will share stuff on my feeds or whatever i'll just find find out about cool stuff and i just yeah. keep it in a little paper um uh, i did not encounter like any news this week and so huh. i was so today i was like well i've got to get some for book news i start actively looking if that's what i do in moments of desperation i'm like okay <laughs> i'm going to google news and i type in books author library bookstore i'm just like trying like use yeah. key terms to find anything interesting nothing came up oh, i was like none of this is interesting so the only two things i had written down um throughout the week were i just i'd found out about i found out about two books that are coming out okay and i was like actually these are pretty interesting so the first one is Saha. I don't know if that is the only way to pronounce it, but hmm. it's by Cho Nam Ju, who wrote oh. Born uh, Kim Ji Young, Born 1982. Okay. And I'm like, that book was such a big deal, right? Yeah. And I loved it when I read it. Um, mm -hmm. You read it, right? Yeah, yeah, I also loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, this is really cool that this is um, their next book. That's really awesome. And I, I was, it's from 2019 from like when it was published mm, in Korea, yeah. but it's now being translated and published here November Perfect. 1st. The cover looks really cool. Um, and it's about like um, an apartment building. So a bunch of different people that live in the oh, apartment building and stuff. And however, here's what's really interesting. When I went to look it up, it has a 2.76 stars average on Goodreads. Oh. Which is like the lowest I've seen in memory. I don't yeah. remember seeing an average that low. So it's pretty scary. I don't know why. I don't know what the people are not enjoying about it. Um, but that's very interesting that her mm -hmm. last book is like a five stars for everyone. And then this one seems people don't seem to be really enjoying it. So that's very, I thought, mm. interesting. Okay. Yeah. And then the other one, I was so, so excited to when I saw it. Um, it's called Saving Time. And it's by Jenny O'Dell. <gasps> so Miss Jenny O'Dell wrote, um, oh, how do I always forget the name of that book? I How to Do that. Nothing? That's it. How to Do Nothing. <laughs> um, I love that book. I think it's so, so good. And if you remember, I read her commencement speech earlier this year mm -hmm. uh well like a couple weeks ago and um <laughs> i'm like early i guess technically it was earlier this it's year like you bought it when you were with me uh, in, in august or july, july or whatever yeah. <laughs> um but that was i didn't love it very much but it was it was for a university setting right mm -hmm. this book is for the for the general public again so i think yeah. i'm like i'm really excited about this so it's got a really beautiful cover uh sort of like um the how to do nothing cover like a photography mm. of of nature vibe which i love um beautiful the tagline is 
discovering a life beyond the clock. And <laughs> the uh, little pre-blurb is a radical argument that we are living on the wrong clock, one that tells us time is money and that there are other ways of experiencing time that offer bold, hopeful possibilities for ourselves and for the planet. So I think that that sounds really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. It definitely was like a thing that she talked about in How to Do Nothing. Yeah. Um, Because the subtitle of that one is how to resist the attention economy. So it's mm-hmm. st- it's st- it's about like, what do you pay attention to? When are you allowed to take breaks? Like, what is the point of um, your life and the content you consume, et cetera? Mm-hmm. And so this seems to be kind of tangentially just going more specific on one theme of that larger theme. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, that um, sounds cool. The final thing I'll mention actually is CJ found this one. CJ found this on Reddit and he was like, maybe you should talk about this. And I read it over. I was like, you're right, I should. So (laughs) uh, 22 days ago, according to Reddit, somebody posted this on on Reddit. Sorry. (laughs) Um, they They wrote, is it okay to use Libby? I recently got a library card because I wanted to support my county's library. I downloaded Libby because the closest library is an hour and a half away, which makes it very difficult to get books and return them on time. But I was reading on this subreddit that it's very expensive for libraries to use Libby, and now I feel guilty for borrowing books. Is Mm. it okay to use Libby? I feel like I'm adding to the already underfunded library's problems. So the reason CJ brought this up with me was he was like, maybe other people that listen to your podcast are worried about this same thing. And I was like, you know, you might be right about that. And uh, so basically I'm here to myth bust. You (laughs) should absolutely use Libby. (laughs) You should 100% use Libby. Um, Mm -hmm. Libraries have budgets and, okay, so here's what's fascinating about libraries, right? Like they don't, they're not profit based. They don't need, they don't work on the same ideas of like everything we do we sp- everything we spend money on we're doing because we expect we're gonna s- like make more money yeah which is how a lot of us function right it's mm-hmm. like okay well i'm buying this thing that i'm gonna sell or i'm putting hours into this thing because it only costs me so little and then i can sell it for more but that's not how libraries think libraries just want you to have access to books and mm-hmm. the reason that they use libby is because it helps more people get access to books. It's unrealistic for a lot of people to have access to libraries. This girl says she has to go an hour and a half to get to her library. That's crazy. Like you are a perfect use case for why the library thinks it is a good spent, a good use of their money to get Mm -hmm. you Libby. Also though, with stuff like this, um, the more that libraries use it, the cheaper it will become. So if nobody uses it, that's not helping anybody. Exactly. So the more that we use it, the more it's justified that they're spending it for it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And also a lot of the same things that apply to libraries will apply with Libby. Like they still have to buy the books. The authors are still getting paid. Mm -hmm. It's still part of the system. Um, And we're just in an interesting moment where only over the last decade has the library like really truly gone into this digital thing of um, Mm -hmm. us being able to like have an app on our phone where we can access everything the library has and it's like normal like that's not 
that's not a long-term old-term thing. So there's always going to be little things we have to figure out along the way. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not a perfect system yet, but you should definitely use Libby because it's also just another data point. Like if they figure out like, you know, this is incredible. So many people like using it. Why do they like using it? What's working about this? Okay, this is not sustainable, but we can use our own app or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they need to know that. So do not stop yourself ever from using the library ever. The more you use it, <laughs> the happier the librarians are, I promise. Also, my boyfriend was um, a library tech. And for some reason, that makes me feel justified in just saying that. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, yeah, use the library as much as Spoke you can. Spokesperson for the library. <laughs> All right, sweet. There we go. We did it. We did book news. It was a bit short, a bit. That's okay. Faster. It can't. It can't always be amazing. It can't always be the ten out of ten experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, I just saw on Netflix, "Luckiest Girl Alive" has been adapted. That yeah. was a book that was really popular, like multiple years ago. Yeah. Um. So that's, I guess, a piece of book news. You can Love watch it. that now. Mila Kunis is the lead in that, which is pretty cool. I, I didn't saw... like that book when I read it, but I'm interested by the movie because I don't remember what it's about. I watched the trailer for it, and I thought it looked really bad (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i was like that's weird because mila kunis is so good and i was like why does this movie look weirdly low budget like it looked weirdly (laughs) cheesy i was like this is strange um yeah i don't really it's also one of those weird things where i thought it was going to come out like years ago Mm -hmm. because i think i read that book in like 2017 or something right it's been many years since it was popular and i think I thought it was option for a film way back in the day. So it's kind of huh. funny that it just like is now coming out. Yeah. So who knows what the story is there. But yeah, I remember really not liking that book. So I feel like I won't like the movie either. But but yet I'm still curious. And yet? <laughs> oh, well, if we're uh, in that vein, I will also mention the trailer for Bones and All came out. Did you? What's have that? You seen? It's, uh, it's Timmy's new movie. Oh, okay. Is it a book adaptation or is it just movie news? (laughs) Or is it just Timmy news? Um, It's Timmy news. (laughs) No, no, no. It's a book to movie adaptation, but it's also directed by Luca. I don't remember his last name. Mr. Luca, who did Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. Um, So obviously, Mr. Luca likes doing uh, book to movie adaptations, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, he adapted Call Me By Your Name, which so many people love that movie and that book. And now he's adapted this book, Bones and All, into this movie with Timmy. And Timmy has red hair in it. (gasps) And he looks so cool in the trailer. Unbelievably cool. And I have a friend who went to the premiere in London for the movie and he said it was very good. So, ooh, okay. Really excited about that. I really want to <laughs> see that movie. It looks really pretty. Um it looks like you know, did you see um what was the Christmas one that was really depressing? <laughs> the apocalyptic one. The Don't look up. Did you see Don't Look oh, Up? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I was like, Christmas? Yeah, no, no. I <laughs> I loved that movie. <laughs> okay, you know how in Don't Look Up Timmy is sort of ratty? <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's, crazy he's like boy. yeah, he's like that in this movie, but Amazing. a little more edgy, like with red hair and cool, but still kind of ratty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, man. 
You like him no matter how he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever form Timmy takes, we'll accept. <laughs> well, we did it. We made it to the end. We did everything that we needed to do here today. And um, we did it well, I think. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening. And um, we are off to go record our bonus mini podcast, The Movie Tub, which I teased earlier. We're going to talk about movies in the tub. Um, so we're going to go do that. And thank you guys so much for listening as always. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.